and a watch. Let me see them, please. As if hypnotized, Kimo obeyed, laying the stolen goods on the polished surface of the desktop. Dios fingered the ring. That's quite a diamond, he said. How did you manage this? Tell me your secret. I asked the clerk to show me the rings, Kimo mumbled. When he put them on the counter, I asked about another item so he'd have to look away. That's when I switched the fake diamond ring for the real one. I imagine you're very fast, said Dios. And this watch, it's the most expensive one we sell. You use the same method? Kimo nodded. Dios pushed the items across the desktop. He smiled at Kimo and said, They're yours. Kimo gaped at him. Dios smiled and turned to a young guy about Kimo's age who was standing nearby. Kimo hadn't noticed him before. Bobby, Dios said, take this boy shopping. Nodding, Bobby took Kimo downstairs to the men's department. What is this? Kimo asked him. What's going on? Don't worry about it, Bobby said. Dios likes you. You're set. Set for what? Kimo asked. You like these jackets? Bobby asked. Kimo nodded. He'd never even tried to steal a jacket as nice as these. Why don't you try one on? Bobby suggested. Go ahead. Forty minutes later, Kimo was wearing all new clothes. Tight threads, Bobby said. You got good taste, buddy. I can't believe I get to keep these, Kimo said uncertainly. Dios owns this mall, Bobby said with a shrug. He's generous. But what does he want from me? Kimo asked suspiciously. He just wants you to stick around. You getting hungry yet? Bobby asked as he headed toward the food court. Kimo frowned. What do you mean, stick around? Maybe I don't want to. Bobby raised an eyebrow. You got some place you'd rather be, he said. Kimo thought of the streets where he usually hung out. Just last week, a guy there had held a knife to his neck and robbed him. No, right now there was no place he'd rather be. At the food court, Bobby told Kimo to order anything he wanted. Kimo had a steak. Two young women walked by, and Kimo could tell they were checking him out. He felt great. Can I have another steak? he asked. Bobby laughed. Pretty soon you'll stop asking, he said. Come on, let's go. He'll be waiting for us. Dio smiled as Kimo came into his office. He motioned for Kimo to sit down next to his large desk. Ah... Uh, could you tell me what this is all about now? Kimo asked nervously. Dios put his long fingers together and leaned close to Kimo. Indeed I can. This place is about protection and belonging, happiness that you never thought was possible. His voice wasn't loud, but it filled the room. Here with me, he went on, you're free from danger, from those who would wound your very soul. 
Here there are no bad influences to lead you down a path that can only end in prison or death. Dio smiled. You've had enough of the cold and uncaring world, the hungry child in the bare cupboard, haven't you? You're free from the homeless woman who can hardly walk because of the festering sores on her feet, the filthy rats that squeal and fight over the garbage in our streets. Free. Here you can leave all that behind and join us in true happiness. Dios's eyes glowed with excitement. As the man's voice vibrated in Chemo's head, he felt as if he were sitting inside a big bass fiddle. When Dio stopped talking, Chemo was exhausted, but he felt happy and saved. Then Dios led him to a room behind his office. It was a sort of dormitory, but much nicer, with...